0: So uh, they've done a good job building their roster, and, and this is a team that uh, plays hard and with talent, and, and they play with a lot of desire. It's, the it's
1: that time of year; everybody uh, fighting to to either uh, to get to it to keep their season alive. You know, there's something, and by the way, a pleasant good afternoon. It is a Thursday afternoon. On the Jack Michaels show here from our Gunnerson Jewelers studios in South Fargo, Derek Hansen. Derek's, uh, Derek's what I got called. A, you've got an attic, a main floor, a basement. You've got a morning, new, night. It's one of those days. Uh, you're here now physically, and then physically, you're going to be in Alexandria, Minnesota tonight for 2A state quarterfinals. I think we have nine man and 2A, I think, uh, quarters going on in the state of Minnesota. That's right. And then, you uh, know what else is needed in the state of North Dakota? Uh, tonight, and I know Minnesota's got the volleyball going on too. But uh, tonight, I believe in eight regions, you've got championship matches in volleyball where only one purse, one team goes to state. So you're yeah. all fighting for that. That you know, there's going to be like going to be some tears tonight. There's going to be some some uh, glorious celebration tonight. There's going to be really fun bus rides back to towns and maybe some somber bus rides back to town. And what it is, it's great because it's all sport and, uh, the lows are terrible and they stink, but they, I think they're healthy in some aspect when you rebound and the highs are great, but you know that you can always be humbled. It's that whole melting ball of sport and, and man alive. This is, uh, this is what it's all about. Our show today, Garzi text. I think he's wrapped up in something and, and, uh, We've got a guy, a friend of ours, and, and you're with him every morning, as I am at times, and I, uh, you and I talk about our ability to hunt, how good we are at hunting.
2: Um, As far as hitting deer with a car? I, I've mastered <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> I've hit many more deer with my car than I have a rifle, actually. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I have, unfortunately, as well. And I, But I wonder about, and not that you shouldn't be careful, and boy, knock on wood, Derek, because we also have another guest later who's going to be... Driving, I think, in a in a part of the world that sees like much of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Driving, if I recall, my trips to Duluth for for Red Hawks, you go across that that tier in Minnesota, and you're constantly peripheral visioning. What do you got coming out of the? Uh, what's jumping out? Brad Schlossman will join us at 40 today, 12:40 today, uh, NCHC opener. And, uh, yeah. and, UND and and UND and Duluth, Sandy and Barry. I mean, there's just, there's more hockey. You know, these guys, they, they know more hockey and they've got talent. So this, this, uh, this is a large one. I'm sure it'll still have that emotional in the emotional wake of the, the former Bulldog skater that lost his life and you know, all of that just melted in and being the NCHC opener large. So Schloss will join us, but I think Schloss is driving. So I, 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 I text him. I said, well, Maybe he's a passenger and he doesn't have to worry about it. I said, well, don't hit any like caribou or something. Yeah, well, or yeah. Or whatever else is up there. I showed that.
2: the video that a friend of mine was out in his tree stand and saw two bull elk going by him, like no. near my hometown. That's. Elk? I didn't even know we <laughs> had right. elk. I asked, did it get loose? And I asked, well, I asked Doug about this. i like, it's like. Yeah, you might have one wander right. I just don't. I've never seen, unless they're penned in from a farm, It's amazing. an elk w- running wild in my neck. Like, of the would
1: list. you be, uh, case in point, you know, I was back visiting mom, you know, for just a quick weekend and, and to see Ma, and and, uh, and uh, she's now at the Arbor House, and, you know, she moved in a nice place, you know, for seniors there, and then she sold the house, and that's always emotional. And I was talking with mom, and, and I said, hey, And how's the house? You know, the new people that bought our house that that we lived in for so long. And she goes, good. I said, how's that? She goes, well, the thing is the apple tree, you know, the apples are coming in the season. I didn't know this, Derek, but like it it skips a year. Like every, yep. Right? So she goes, oh, and the apples are at full bloom. I said, is that the same tree where those, you keep seeing moose come in and eat apples? right In our backyard. Cool. I'm thinking, (laughs) you just spot like an idea. Like, would you be alarmed if you saw a mountain lion uh, walking down the street? Especially if I was
2: walking my golden retrievers, yes.
1: Yeah, it, but yeah, yeah, but but the fact that they are or they were kind of tiptoeing into our neighborhoods, right? Not not maybe not the neighborhoods like in recent years. This is why Doug Lear's coming on, not because of mountain lions in your neighborhood. The biggest thing is coyotes, coyotes stealing your little dogs and cats too. You don't want that. Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, deer gun opening up in North Dakota this weekend. You know, you get yep. muzzles and bush. Bull- Friday friends. at noon, I do believe you know? I had friends. Uh, some of my best friends they were big bow hunters mm-hmm. to a to a degree where they would not frown upon or look down upon the the gun, but they were big bow hunters. They felt like the bow was a little bit more of a a, a you know, a hunting that, type of thing, right? Yeah, that but. kind of thing. But not well, that they did Most
2: of my friends did both. So they I, did both. Yeah, they couldn't get enough yeah by four freezers to fill up all their venison is what they wanted
1: yeah the, uh, uh so Doug will be along Doug Lear uh North Dakota game and fish uh wildlife biologist and very popular man and part of our team here also it's always good to have a have experts that are also in that field so Doug does that so Doug'll be along uh coming up and maybe not as much deer is what I heard this year you know maybe fewer lights I think around so maybe in North Dakota anyway yeah Talk about that and Schloss. Uh well he uh,
2: never hears about that. About, <laughs> about how many tags are out, yeah. Right.
1: I mean that's that's a thing. Yeah. Uh private land versus public land, uh, you know, protocols, fines levied if you're on certain you know, little things like that to be wary of, uh if you're heading out. Uh so Doug Lair coming up, uh, at twenty, then Schloss at twelve forty. Here was the question. <laughs> uh so I I did you see this morning with Joel Heidkamp, I uh I Because uh, c- the uh, the Jonas Brothers are in uh, concert. Uh, next week's going to be weird. I have a football game at UND in the Elleris Center against Illinois State. Or, well, I don't. I mean, the team does. I just call it. But the night before is a concert. And much like the Fargo Dome, the fabulous Fargo Dome, You could. The, what's impressive are these people that work at these facilities oh, yeah. that flip these arenas there. Isn't it incredible how they – and you've probably seen this – so many times. Well, this past weekend
2: I'm watching football, you know, Friday night, and then next thing you know, Shania Twain buses are pulling Good up. point.
1: Yep. Um, I saw where her crew bus got an accident in Canada. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Today or yesterday. Not her, but the crew. I think everybody's all right. So yeah, these people that flip these arenas and, and you're right, you have like a like a circus one day and then boom, you got a right. state tournament the next day. So anyway, uh the Jonas brothers are 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 I think appearing Friday night next week in the Alero Center. Huh. And, and our colleague Abby is going to it because she's apparently been to 900. <laughs> There's a shock. I mean, that'd be another question. Like, what band have you seen the most in concert? But because this is a record. This has got to be her fifth or sixth. And I was, uh, I gave Joel Highcamp today a quiz. And I said, I will give you a dollar per every Jonas brother that you can name. And then if you name all three, I'll give you $4. So he, he and uh, I even gave him a clue. I said uh, one could be a Maurer, one could be a Bockwinkle, one could be you know. Some, <laughs> so and he, and he still he still kind of went to one is my default male name. You know, Becky's my default female name, and then I okay. use this K word as a default male. Name. So we're so Abby and I were giving Joel, and he finally got him, but it took <laughs> took a few hits, but it led to this question that I've been asking everybody in our studios uh, today. And I'll throw it out for the Tex Club today. And it's a hypothetical, and, and and since we we have Dakota Bowl tomorrow, normally Derek and I come up with a Friday question that that is not necessarily sport. Then we'll get into what the Wolves did, and it looked really good. Um, bison men got a basketball win. Cobber men and women looked good yesterday, got wins against Morris. We'll get into all that. That Wolves, yeah. That Wolves, band Wolves might great. start filling yeah. up here. Yeah, yeah they, when, they, when they're playing, when they're hitting shots – and actually, and, and defending a little bit. And That's and the thing. Rudy had 21 rebounds. So anything coming off the iron is ending up in Gobert's hands. Or if it's ending up in Ant's hands, he's off to the races. And, you know, Conley's dropping threes. I mean, it's all good. But here's my question. And I, I guess hypothetical, because I'm going to say uh, past or present, alive or not. If you had to go in back to back weekends, a, you know, a Saturday night and then the next weekend, another Saturday night. To a venue, Fargo Dome, Valera Center, XL Energy Center, name your arena. Back-to-back weekends of concerts where the band playing has the term brothers in the title. Past or present, what back-to-back weekend concert with brothers in the title of the band are you going to see? That was the question today. Now, not to reference Mars, now my beloved mother probably, I think one of them, Derek, would be the Stadler Brothers. Okay, that's pretty good. I think she would knock out a Stadler Brothers concert, and then literally my brother's uh, wedding song with my sister-in-law, Leticia, was Unchained Melody. Oh. So maybe- the Everly's. The no. Righteous Brothers. Oh, those The
2: Righteous. So Who are the Everly Brothers? What do they sing?
1: I uh, wake up, little Susie. Oh, okay. There it's you not go. a bad call, though. Yeah. So again, Pastor, my your dad pl- is like
2: throwing stuff at the radio. Right. right,
1: right. If your pops, yeah. What would your what What do you think for? so back to back weekends? If you went to see uh, concerts two Saturdays in a row, one Saturday the next Saturday, where the term brothers in the title of the band had to have it, what back to back weekend brothers concert would you go to? That was my question today, and and the remarkable the response I got, and you can only pick two. So I'm I'm and I don't think I you know, with all due respect, maybe maybe I'd Jonas Brothers up just to see what all the you know the hype is about. I mean I guess, you know, they've got some poppy songs, I guess, but I, I don't know if that would be my uh I don't know if that my would My dream scenario would have been if I go
2: back in time since you mentioned kay, past. Okay. Yeah, you passed your present. Is to see the Blues Brothers live oh. on, and Thirty Rock do it right on the Saturday night stage and so then you're
1: you're going to a, a blues brothers yeah, concert.
2: And then maybe go to the Almond Brothers the next weekend. <sighs>
1: You're spent, there's your month. Yeah, that's pretty good. If you pack a Blues Brothers and then you recover by Wednesday from it. Yeah. And then you go to an Allman Brothers concert. We're the good old boys. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's we, we like both kinds of music, country and Western. So uh, so feel free uh, to, to add. That would have been our Friday question. But like I so said, we have Dakota Bowl tomorrow. So that, that I'm going to make that our Thursday question. Uh, you could text in at three five two seven zero. That's a good. That's a good back to backer. Statler Brothers, pretty good. See, now that would be all on chairs. Mm-hmm. You'd be sitting, and then the Righteous Brothers, you'd be you know, hugging. I like country music. <laughs> I don't like go out and buy
2: a lot of CDs. Or, you know, I mean, that's not like something I want. Yeah. But uh, every once in a while, when I'm uh, filling in for Scotty Winston on the Gold Show, oh, I think I know where you're going. Starts with a B-B-B-B. Two bees right? Mm-hmm.
1: The Bellamy Brothers. Yeah. That's not a bad call. Uh-huh. A little redneck
2: girl for you.
1: So, yeah. Um, so, the, the caveat here, it's if a band is made up of brothers but doesn't have brothers in the title, that doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> so, like the Jackson 5, it doesn't count in our our, our poll today. so Text to- messages
2: came in. Statler Brothers and Bellamy Brothers. So, so there's a country That's not a bad fan. show.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably not bad back-to-back no. weekends. You probably have an okay weekend on that. Uh, yeah. So that's a uh, – and there, there's got to be more. You know, you probably think, well, we probably named them all. So we won't name anymore. I've got one that I – I'll tell you, uh, I'm not going to say. Someone could text it in because I think we're missing a I, – I just thought of one that well, I think we're yeah, really we, missing.
2: We, we are really – there's probably one A there. I
1: think we just missed the, the... –
2: But, again, it's a band. I think it's pretty obvious. But the thing with this band is there's two versions of – kind of like Chicago –
1: Mm-hmm. There's two
2: versions of this one that we're starting with. They sing China Grove? Yeah, a little D&B, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Doobie Brothers. I think that. Yeah, that's pretty up there. But it's it always goes back to, do you like the McDonald, you know, Mike McDonald? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and do you like that or not, right? It's yeah. a little different voice compared to some of the older stuff.
1: Here's what kind of a moron I was years ago. I was uh, in the visiting family in San Antonio, and we were driving to watch a high school basketball game. And I literally passed uh, a sign that said China Grove. And I thought, hey, look, it's – well, of course. And I went back to Lyric, asleep in Little town down around San <laughs> Antonio. I'm thinking about it. When I think they just made up the song, you know, made up the town of that. <laughs> I'm like, hey, there's China Grove. That's just like in the – oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Okay, that that works on that. Uh, so anyway, Duck Lyric coming up at 20 today. Brad Schlossman at 40 today. And-, and Derek and I will spend a little bit of time, too, on on all the – the games going on because there are a lot of them, but Barnesville and Oseka's tonight, Derek, like like in a just just a sentence or two, what is this one tonight about for Barnesville and Oseka's? High scoring, low scoring, close to the best?
2: Well, I think we're. Yeah, I mean, if it's not in the 30s, it's usually kind of a surprise, right? right okay. Because just because, I mean, the unique thing with Barnesville, is you know, you think a big pass plays is being, it's just the home run. Right, I mean, most yeah. of the time you see him the home run, and then
1: they they have explosive players. Yeah, no,
2: Seagis is pretty balanced. They got a big tailback that you have to go and you know make sure you wrap up his legs so he doesn't run you over. And then he has six three quarterback that likes to throw it to his six three
1: twin brother it's tight the brothers. end. Brothers, yeah. you talked about that's okay. He's a tight end. And the other quarterfinal in that bracket is uh, Jackson County Central in Caledonia. And then uh, the two-way Minnesota Triton versus Cannon Falls in Moose Lake, Little River against Eden Valley Watkins. So that that's your two-way Eden Valley
2: Watkins, by the way. Yep, I've talked to a few people. You know, we think of Barnesville, Caledonia, all that, but yep. team to watch.
1: So keep your eye on them. Yep. Good luck to uh, on the other side. Yeah. Fertile Beltrami and Goodridge Grigler uh, tonight at the, in Moorhead at Moorhead High at seven o'clock. So take that. No Ot- to Ottertail Central and Cedar Mountain. Uh, they're playing in Buffalo tonight. And Mountain Iron Bull versus Nevis, and then uh, Hills Beaver Creek versus Kingston. So that's the nine men. What'd we yeah? Yeah. I had to hear it after I mentioned it, so I mean, other than Soul Man, I mean, if it's a two-hour show, are you still keeping your energy up? Well, they just keep it going, isn't that what they did in the movie? I mean, they I
2: mean they <laughs> left and they just kept playing. And,
1: so this this yeah. is your concert. Yeah
2: until they realize that, you know.
1: Jake, Alwood. Boy, and then you're getting until ready. Until the real
2: good old boys realize that they left, you know. I mean. And
1: then you're ready for the Almond Brothers in the next weekend. Oh, man. Busy one. Doug Lear coming up around the corner. Uh, we'll have the Blues take us into a break, and then uh, we'll tell you about where to hunt, how to hunt, what not to hunt, what the fines are for illegal, can use this, can use that. Deer gun opening up this week. And next, Doug Lear on 740 the Pan. The hard way
0: Caring for friends or family members who have disabilities or chronic or terminal illnesses can be
1: a Greg Ressler, uh, from our production department, said he would see the Avet brothers. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, my uh my
2: cousin's uh, late husband. Kind of a folk rockish, right? Really, yeah, and uh you know the name, I think Dennis Eastman. Ah, he was really into that. He's, you know, sadly passed a few yeah. years ago. But uh, towards the end, he was really, really into that. And so that's we kind of got word of that. So we played a little bit of that as at his memorial service.
1: That is, a, that's a good get over uh, on, on that. Uh, what brothers back to back weekends, past or present? If you had to go to a concert, would it be um, Doug Lear? We won't ask Doug that, even though Doug would be able to knock out a bunch of them. Our North Dakota Game and Fish Wildlife uh, Biologist, and you can hear him in the mornings on. KFGO it's great when we have experts that we can just lean on and Doug is one of those. Hello Doug Lear. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing great guys. Good to be with you. I I know you have your Dakota Bowl coming up tomorrow and for a lot of hunters their Dakota Bowl is going to be across the fields of North Dakota, Minnesota started their deer season last weekend but this is just a just a fantastic time of year. I, I want to thank you guys. And this is I, I may I may joke around a lot but this is sincerely because you guys are so good at what you do, and you provide such a window and a service, not only to the hunters that are going to be out there deer hunting, listening to the football games, but I remember I remember working in the field on a Dakota Bowl Friday, <laughs> Stanley. And you'll remember this name. Uh, Jim Miller was a running back for the Stanley Blue Jays.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, I, I mean, I just – I, I wish I could have been at the game, but work comes first. And I just, I was like, I didn't even want to get out of my truck. I had to go to work. I had to go check people's licenses and do what I do. But thank you that there are literally thousands and thousands of hunters and also game wardens and biologists that are going to have their ears tuned in to hear those, the, the games tonight and coming up tomorrow. And through the weekend as well, not to mention you know, und football and everything else. So it's it's just
1: that, fantastic for for what you guys do. Uh bless you, Doug, uh, for saying that. I, I you know you're talking. You know, I, I'm I'm just in love with radio. That's why you choose this profession. But it's where it really it hits you in the mitt. It's yeah. companion. It's like having a companion with you, locked in. And, and some even those that like to sit in stands all day <laughs> and wait because that's part of the part of the thing. Just to have that little bit of companionship while you're well, tuning in. Yeah. And,
0: and it's and it's changed so much because you you think about deer hunting, archery, deer hunting from a stand, and now they're going to have their little Bluetooth earbud in, and they're going to be listening to you on the app, and they're not going to be disturbing the deer. They might they might miss the thirty point buck because, uh, <laughs> there, you know, there was some, some touchdown that happened, right, you know,
1: right, some explosive play, hey, Dad, Dad. Shh, shh, shh. 50 to the 45 to the 30. <laughs> Hold on a second. Uh, right. Doug, it's, it's
0: happening, guys. It's happening. I'm telling you.
1: This is uh, – it is such a – it's 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 almost a, a state holiday, for goodness sakes, when this happens, whether it be in Minnesota a week ago or North Dakota. But we're talking about Deer Gun uh, this weekend. Uh, Doug, just get us up to speed here on uh, – you know what's what's an overview on on potential population uh, success sure. rate where the deer might be? Is it going to be uh, fewer, more? Take us through some of this, Doug.
0: It's it's a lot like a lot of the other sports. you, you you've got to look at what you have this year, but it's going to be dependent on what happened last year. And we had a nasty winter, as everybody remembers. Our <laughs> deer population struggled last year. Um, down on the farm, the year before was tough. We had an EHD issue that was killing deer in western and in central north dakota so so our farm system was was really kind of taking it taking it in the chops so the 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 problem with deer numbers is it might take 10 years to build a champion and you know sports wise you think of free agency or retirements or, or trades but um in in the hunting world you can lose that dynasty you can lose that championship team in the matter of a year And sometimes it's because of disease like EHD and a winter like we had last winter. It's also the loss of habitat. We've got a lot less CRP. You guys spend a lot of time driving around, and we we have a lot less habitat that we had on the ground. So this year, our deer numbers are down. I heard Derek referencing it earlier. You're right, Derek. I know how many deer tags we we don't have. We've got 10,800 fewer deer tags in North Dakota this year than we had last year. We've got 53,400. Now, put that in. In in a context in a perspective ten thousand eight hundred that's basically like the equivalent of a UND hockey home game. Right. Everybody in that audience not getting a deer tag this year that's a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is. I I you know and and from the aspect of uh, and if you've got a question for Doug you can feel free to call it a two three seven thirty seven sixty seven because i want and we'll take one Doug for you but I want to get into um, uh, where hunting is allowed not allowed could be allowed with regards to posted lands, unposted or, you know, private lands. And right. so I'll throw that at you in a second, but if you got to, if you want to shoot a question to Doug Lear, certainly can two, three, seven, We'll go to line one here for you. Good afternoon. Uh, you're on the show.
0: Yeah, I got a question for Doug and, uh, and it uh, is right along those lines, Jack on uh, where you can hunt and where you can't. And I do know that uh, you are supposed to have permission to, uh, to hunt property, but uh, you can go on posted land to to take an animal that's been harvested that went into posted land. But with the, with the electronic hunting now, I understand there's an application that you can get on your phone that will show you as you go along with your GPS uh, right. the property on both sides of the road if it's posted or not posted. What hmm. is that app, Doug? it's called Onyx is the one that most people are using. You can also go to the Game and Fish Department website. You you can find several different, whether it's for your Apple or for your Android phone, you can find several different options. What we've found might be easiest is if you know the place that you're going to be hunting, and a lot of times people know where they're going deer hunting, where they're going pheasant hunting, is you can look at it on your desktop, and that might be a little bit more user-friendly. I mean, I'm I'm outside right now and you've got wind and rain and a little bit of snow and and trying to look on your phone and try to determine, you know, the spots that you can go and can't go might be a little bit of a hurdle. So we encourage people to, to always plan ahead, but there are different apps. Onyx is the one that most of the people are using, but you can print off those maps at work on your desktop. I'm not telling you to use the boss's paper and ink, but um, you know, there's there's definitely options that you can use prior to going out there,
1: and is that O, o-, o- N X, Doug?
0: ONYX. Uh, o N Y X. O N Y X.
1: O- Thank you, Doug. Thank you for the call. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. That that's uh, that's a great question. That's right where I was uh, going. So I'm glad he called in uh, with that question, uh, Doug. I, I won't in in the, in relation to leniency or understanding that mistakes can be made, you know, on maybe lands that you shouldn't, Doug. I know that in, in your guys' department, all the game wardens out there, that, you know, you have to abide by rules, and that's why we have game wardens. It's, it's for protection all that. But, but where do we sit on that, Doug? Are there honest mistakes that are made during hunting season with that regard?
0: The, the best advice that we can give people, and we'll, we'll tie it back into private land and to public land, because that's where some of the biggest, problems arise between the private landowners which they're the gateway to hunting those those deer i mean north dakota is 93 percent private land mm. those deer those pheasants those are being raised on the farmer and the rancher's land so we really depend on that relationship and we really try to impress upon hunters if you don't know then don't go if you're if you're sitting on the road and you're going man i wonder if i can go out there and, and shoot that deer or hunt that deer if you don't have permission if there's even a, an ounce of doubt, the best advice we can give you is to find permission. And if you can't find permission, that doesn't mean, well, I've got the green light. I'm just going to go out there. Can't find the farmer, can't find his son or anything like that. There's electronic posting in North Dakota, and it's relatively new. It's just been on the books for a few years now. You can still physically post. Grandpa can still go out there and put up a bucket that says no hunting or trespassing. And you can't go on his property. But they don't have to. They can electronically post, and that's where that app comes in. That's where the Game and Fish Department website becomes so valuable. And you can look and see and determine is this land posted for no hunting? And we've found that actually about 60% of the landowners put their contact information on there. It might be an email, might be a phone number, and they might say, Now, I'm not gonna let you hunt this weekend. My son's home from college but maybe next weekend if they fill their tags. So there's there's a lot of different areas that sometimes hunters can run into some unintended consequences and a lot of times we we really just ask if you step back for just a second and assess the situation, try to use some common sense, and if you're not sure, our game wardens, you can find you can actually find in this this electronic world, you can find the game warden from Watford City to Cavalier to Linton and their phone number and if you run into a situation you can text them, mm. you can call them, and, and that can answer those questions because it's better to have those questions answered ahead of time than try to go, man, I guess I didn't know I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry and it just becomes a lot more problematic after the fact.
1: Did you say 93% private yeah. in North Dakota? 93%, land?
0: Yeah, 93% of North Dakota is held in private land ownership by those farmers, those ranchers. And that's why it's, it's so incumbent upon the hunters to try to do everything they can, not blocking, not blocking the approaches or the roadways. There's a lot of farm work that has to be done. And if you've been out in the rural areas, the farm equipment is so much bigger than it was 20 and 40 years ago, but the roads are still the same size. So they got to get the combines and the headers and the semis down the road Sometimes they're moving cattle or moving bales. Don't block the approaches. Don't block the roads. Don't leave gates open. Some of it comes down to just using some common sense.
1: Great information today uh, from Doug Lear. And and he said he can give the website out again if you have any information uh, that, that you're in search of, in need of. Uh, with the North Dakota uh, Game and Fish, and then there are some obvious general rules, Doug, that I would hope are passed on through generation that you must really apply, comply by, and apply for goodness sakes when you're out there. As far as you know, shooting for moving vehicles and things of that. Yep. I mean, there are some general uh, guidelines, are there not, Doug?
0: The deer season starts at twelve noon on Friday. That doesn't mean it starts at eleven fifty-five or eleven fifty. The scenario that'll give you is you pull up and you've got the shelter belt or the rock pile that you usually go sit at. It's eleven fifty and you think, well, I'm just gonna go sit out of the rock pile till the season starts. You get out of the truck and the 30-point buck jumps out of the slough mm. or the ditch. Mm. Now you can't shoot that deer. So patience, patience, patience is a virtue. Wait until twelve noon. Then when you do get your deer, North Dakota law says you tag that deer immediately. That means before you take pictures before you drag it back to the pickup truck before you drag it back to the quan set to the shop and unfortunately sometimes people try to skirt the rules they I'll get it back to the to the barn and then I'll go back out there and I'll shoot another deer. That's why those rules are in effect. So tag your deer immediately that can that's a, a very common violation but tag it immediately um, wait till the season starts at 12 noon and the biggest thing of all is to wear your blaze orange, and to please, folks, stay safe. I mean, before you squeeze that trigger, know what's beyond your target should you miss. Know where the, other, the guys and the gals in your hunting party are at. Look around. Make sure that there's not somebody else coming down the other side of that shelter belt. Because once you squeeze that trigger, there's no taking it back. And the only thing that we can guarantee is if you have a safe hunt, you're going to have a smile on your face. The biggest buck in your life is not worth your buddy's life. It's not worth a trip to the ER. It's not. It's not worth any kind of injury or, unfortunately, a fatality.
1: That is uh, so well said. Got a message in here from a colleague of all of ours. uh, Radio Rick says, "Bet half your audience tomorrow is going to be wearing blaze orange." You know that's that's the case on that. And those are good words, uh, Doug. And for the non-hunters, those traveling U.S. too. 94, all the county roads in between, Doug. Have there been studies done? Is there more active uh, because of of, of, uh, deer season on on those uh, to be more aware, I guess, this time of year?
0: It's really interesting because you're going to have a a lot of traffic from the deer hunters moving deer around, but there's also those combines that are moving deer out of the corn. So you combine those two things together, and you're right. When you're, when you're traveling for the games, when you're traveling this weekend, there's going to be a lot of deer on the move. Be careful in the dawn and the dusk hours. The other interesting thing on that is, though, the flip side of that is from 1 o'clock on Friday to 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock, there's going to be less deer every minute, every hour left in North Dakota. They're going to be <laughs> shooting deer. And so it's, it's kind of just a, an interesting study of, of what happens with the deer activity and then the hunter activity reducing that deer activity one bullet at a time
1: i uh we gotta let doug go i just love having doug on because he's full of information that's his job he's 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 grew up like this and now it's a it's a lifestyle but derek brought something up earlier and i remember uh, the mother of my children we were first dating she had a brand new car and i was driving it from bismarck back to fargo and boom out of nowhere here comes a deer wipes out the whole front grill right we're by jamestown north Dakota. And I'm like, oof, smoked it. Everybody was safe inside, which was the key. Uh the deer wasn't, uh, but the and the grill wasn't of the car, but everybody else was safe inside. And I pulled into a diner and I don't know if it was Big Jim's or some cafe there in Jamestown. And the locals are like, Hey, you can go tag that, you know. You can uh, you know and I went, Well, wow, we're we're we're, <laughs> we're the game we're, word we're going to far." But that that's that's the deal, right? I mean, you is that is that, it's not the hunting uh, gear you want. Uh, but w- what is the story on that? Well, you do need to
0: contact local law enforcement, and they can get you a tag for that. And um, you know, if you want your deer sausage from uh, from roadkill, by all means, you can just keep that yourself. You don't have to share that with anybody else. That's uh, okay. you know, maybe that's the best sausage. I'll
2: take it.
1: You take it, Derek says. He, yeah, I mean,
2: if, if you want to come and gut it out for me, Doug, and then we'll go and dress it, and then we'll uh, put it in. I'll I'll, t- I'll I love deer sausage. So you know, and, you know, can we make it North Dakota law? Like, if you have any left over. You can barter with Derek on you what can you can Bring to get, Derek. Yeah, because if, yeah. if, yeah, if you got your last years and you need to get make some freezer room, I'm you know. Huh. Yeah. So, so
0: Derek's into those bumper bucks, huh? He okay, likes well, the bumper bucks.
2: So I'm not. Uh, yeah. I'm not opposed uh, to any of it. Trust me.
1: I like a good. I'm a single I guy. Yeah, just throw it on the grill and I'm good to go. So. Is it better than uh, a muffler? Uh, is it better than a muffler muley? <laughs> 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 is it? Is it? Uh, you know. Okay. This, this-
0: this conversation's going right okay. into the ditch. We had oh,
1: see what he nice. did right there, nice. Doug. Doug, what's that website that uh, that folks can get more information from uh, North Dakota? Anyway, the Game and Fish.
0: The the General Game and Fish Department website. You can just Google North Dakota Game and Fish. If you're looking for some of those maps, there are maps and places to hunt links right on our website. So check those out. And again, uh, it, it's going to be such a great weekend. Appreciate what you guys do. So those folks, there's going to be people tagging deer and then heading to the game. They're going to be hoisting uh, a championship trophy, then heading out Saturday morning hunting. It's a, it's a great time of year, but stay safe, everybody.
1: It is what Doug is all about, as you can tell how adamant he is uh, and convicted in that in that message today. Doug, thank you so much, and we'll uh, have a good day, and I'm sure we'll hear you tomorrow morning bright and early on KFGL. Thank you, Doug. Take care, guys. The legendary Doug Lear, uh, North Dakota Wild, play, uh, uh, Game and Fish, uh, uh, Game Warden, and biologist, I guess, with Doug and these people are so sharp at their job, and, you know, have fun, be safe. It's like uh, what I just heard right there. And tune in to the fan and KFGO, and we'll get you covered. Well, it
2: is a big thing. I hear that a lot every year that we do this is that, you know, they're out and about and just taking a break and listening to games. So That's it. It's, it's, it's awesome. It, it's it. Glad, I'm glad it works out this weekend usually.
1: Yeah. Uh, we come back. Speaking of uh, games this weekend, how uh, large is the one for UND and Minnesota Duluth. What does it mean? What's the big picture mean? Uh, we'll talk about that next. Brad Schlossman joining us next. Jack Michael show with Derek Hanson on 740 The Fan. If you're thinking it's time for a new boat, get over to Ray's Sport Marine in Morehead, your local Lund and Mercury dealer. Now is the time to order your 2024 to make sure your new Lund is here and ready for spring. See the entire Lund lineup powered by Mercury at Ray's Marine. Stop in and take advantage of great deals on the 2023s that are left. Ray's Marine in Moorhead, north of Menards. Visit raisemarine.com. Lund boats designed
0: for fishing first.
1: Uh, do me a favor, you might want to put these dates on your your calendar there on your phone, November 28 and 29. The North Dakota Agriculture Association inviting you to the new NDAA Agri-Business Expo. It's revamped and retooled show. And it's going to help everyone. And what's it about? Explore the future of commercial agribusiness. Now, that's November 28th and 29th. The venue is the Avalon Event Center. That is located at 2525 9th Avenue South in Fargo. It's a great opportunity to connect, to learn, and grow your agribusiness. If you like more information and to register, vital to do that, please visit this site, ndag org. That's NDAG.org. The North Dakota Agriculture Agribusiness Expo where Agribusiness's future begins. Are you
2: tired of dealing with hard water problems in your home? FM Water Systems is your trusted Connecticut dealer and
1: specialize in water treatment solutions. Thanks to FM Water Systems our water is now crystal clear and our appliances are running smoothly.
2: FM Water Systems made it so easy. Our clothes feel softer and our showers are refreshing.
1: With FM Water Systems in Connecticut you'll experience cleaner,
2: better Tasting water. The water softeners and filters provide reliable, efficient, and worry free solutions. Visit fmwatersystems.com to schedule your free water analysis and consultation.
3: Hey guys, Cassie here with Dakota Tire. Do you have a teen driver? With winter coming up, it's time to check the brakes and tire tread on their vehicle. There's no stopping with bad brakes, and even with good brakes, no stopping with poor traction. Dakota Tire can keep your kids' car safe and on budget. Call Dakota Tire today for a winter checkup. DakotaTireFargo.com
0: We make deals you won't believe. Satisfaction guaranteed. We've got it.
1: Well, you ready for, ready for a little hockey? NCHC style, uh, you know... This should be a real fun weekend for North Dakota because, like, their their other schedule was so easy. Uh, now they just uh, <laughs> yeah. go into that. How about a day with Duluth this weekend? Brad Schlossman, who uh, who covers it, beat Ryder Grand Forks-Herald, we get a chance to talk with Schloss today, and he is en route to Duluth and, and being safe about it as well. Uh, Schloss, you ready for this one? Does this have a, a different feel to it this weekend than any previous weekends with Minnesota or Wisconsin? Does this have a different feel to it, uh, Brad?
3: Well, it's, uh, you're in the conference play now, and I think uh, these these points count toward the Penrills Cup, and after winning it three years in a row, UND did not win it last year, and I think they're, you sense uh, an eagerness for them to uh, want to get back and, and win the league title again, and uh, that begins uh, with weekends like this.
1: They have play, they, they've met so much. I mean, I think I saw in one of the notes this week 250, 260 times Somewhere in that neighborhood between North Dakota and Minnesota Duluth. So as far as the uh, the, uh, the the secrets and goals and all that, unless unless the team Sandy has changed the stereotype of, of his team or, or Brad somehow is different this year, but but going into weekends like this when it's North Dakota and Duluth, Brad, do you as a guy that has followed this indefinitely have an idea the style uh, of the weekend and the style of play that's going to happen?
3: You do. It, you know, a lot of times it, it doesn't change a whole lot. These two teams have a very similar style. It's it's probably not surprising. Both coaches uh, played college hockey under the the same guy, Gino Gasparini at UND. uh, And, you know, Scott Sandelin coached at North Dakota as an assistant, and he's kind of brought that style to Minnesota Duluth. And both these teams will play a a pretty physical style, um, and uh, they can make it hard on their opponents.
1: Boston, you know, North Dakota had just come back from a road trip and uh, against BU, and I had me talk. I was joking about the the schedule. I mean, it's been really uh, competitive. I think maybe Brad is is the word to do it. Uh, what do you yeah. take out of uh, What do you take out of the Mankato? What do you take out of the uh, the BU? And BU was, of course, on the road. Uh, a three two loss in an overtime win. Anything learned uh, in that last weekend? Well,
3: I think we've learned over the you know. I, I take more larger sample sizes when you you try to learn something. If you just watch one game, uh, you have certain anomalies. But now we have a large enough sample size, I think, to kind of have an idea of what this team is. Uh, the number one thing I think we've learned is they have a goaltender that's, that's good enough to win a national title with. He's been really, really good this year. Um, I've, I think there are a lot of elements to like about him. Number two, I don't think if you've watched UND in the first month, you would have any idea that zero of their eight defensemen weren't here last year. They've looked like a pretty cohesive unit, uh, a unit that's been tougher to play against than last year's uh, team, and they've been pretty good. So I think those are the big takeaways for me were that the big question marks, they've answered them, and they've seen a sampling of the best teams in the country, and at no point in any of the games, uh, I don't think you said, wow, they just, they're really on their heels against this team. And last year when UND went to Mariucci, they got a split, but you could kind of sense in those games UND was hanging on a little bit. I don't think that's been the case at all this year. So I think uh, through that difficult schedule, the, they've answered some questions and, and they've showed that they can be one of the best teams in the country.
1: I don't have the stats in front of me, Brad, uh, but it feels like North Dakota is outshot and maybe this is, I'm just spitballing here, yeah. but I was listening. Has it outshot their opponents? Uh, again, you can tell me right or wrong on that, but wh- where are we sitting on that?
3: Yeah, routinely they have. Um, strangely enough, Saturday night, they, they finally did not outshoot an opponent, and they actually won that game. <laughs> um, that was heavily dictated by special teams, though, at five on five. UND did outshoot Boston University. Uh, maybe another positive for this team their power play really hasn't got going yet. Last year at this time, they, they were kind of living off the power play. And five-on-five five wasn't quite uh, good enough at that point. And, and right now, their power play is going to end up being better in converting at a higher rate than it has so far this year. Um, and, and that is probably that's something I know they worked a lot on in practice this week. Uh, they've um, given some guys some new spots on the power play. I think they're still getting used to some of that. Uh, but once they get that clicking, that's going to be a, a big help for them too.
2: You look at some of the leadership, you know, you got a guy like who comes back like uh, Jackson Blake and what he's able to do as, you know, maybe a young leader. But, you know, these seniors that they got coming back, uh, just talk about them a little bit, because you're Tim Hennessy. talk about this quite a bit over the weekend. Just that little bit that did come back certainly seems to be leading the way right now.
3: Yeah, and I I think the other uh, aspect is some of the transfers they've brought in have been pretty good leaders. You know, they they brought in Garrett Pike, who uh, wore the Captain C last year at Alaska. They brought in Keaton Pearson, who wore an A at Michigan last year. Uh, These are some guys that have played big roles on other teams and and can come in. And although they haven't been part of this program, I I think they're able to step in and be leaders. So I I do think they have some guys that uh, can bring that uh, aspect.
1: Minnesota Duluth, I want to say started out strong and now I think are, are probably giving back a little bit. At least one common opponent between the two schools, North Dakota and Duluth, in, in Minnesota. I believe Duluth was a home-and-home home, uh, with the Gophers, Brad. But, but what do we know about Sandy's club? I know they're they're literally sitting at 500 or somewhere in that neighborhood, but what do we know about Duluth?
3: Well, they've been really, really good on the power play. That That's something that jumps out. They're at like 37% right now. I think they're number two in the country. Uh, ben Steves is a guy who you know, had 20 goals as a freshman uh, for, for Minnesota Duluth last year, and that just doesn't happen very often. He can really, really shoot the puck. He has seven goals already this year, six are on the power play. He is going to sit in the right circle. His one-timer is going to be open to the rest of the rink, and uh, he can hammer one-timers. So that's going to be something UND needs to to uh, watch this weekend. Brad Berry said at his press conference, he does not want to see his team take a ton of penalties and give them a ton of opportunities because uh, they've scored a lot on the power play this
1: season. I uh, here's another thing I jotted down uh, for Brad today. Brad Schlossman joining us from the Grand Forks Herald uh, en route, uh, getting ready to uh, to cover North Dakota and uh, Minnesota Duluth hockey, and it's the overtime session. And we have these three on three overtime sessions in college hockey, Brad. And, and I can't recall North Dakota losing one of these, for goodness sakes. Why are they so Why are they? Why are they so strong in that three-on-three overtime session over the last couple seasons?
3: Uh, you know, they, they, I think they've only lost one that I can think of last year. Um, it, they have been really good, and I think one of the reasons is, first of all, their skill level. When you get out into a three-on-three, there's a lot of open ice and and it. Probably generally advantage, uh, is advantageous to a team with a lot of skill. And Jackson Blake is really good at the three-on-three. He has been a big part of some of their three-on-three goals. Obviously, he made the play, uh, the brilliant play on Saturday night uh, to score the game winner. So I think that's a big thing. <clears throat> the other thing that's happened a couple times in these three-on-threes is UND has won the opening faceoff and has not given up possession until they score. And that's another thing that happened Saturday night. You look at the skill level on BU side when they can throw out Macklin Celebrini, who, you know, is probably the best forward in the country, and Lane Hudson, who's probably the best defenseman in the country. <laughs> um, you know, that's one where the opening faceoff is really key. Uh, they threw Cameron Berg out there. He won it. And 20 seconds later, it's in the back of the net. Uh, Celebrini and Hudson never even touched the puck in overtime. And they did that once last year too, or maybe even twice. Uh, Mark Senden would take the initial draw. He, he they, they put out a guy who's really strong on faceoffs, and it was Mark Senden last year. He won the draw and immediately skated to the bench, and they put a, skill, a higher skill guy in for him. Um, Cameron Berg won the draw, and he went right off the ice after he won it. Owen McLaughlin came on the ice, and uh, you know he's the one who gave the puck to Jackson Blake on mm-hmm. that rush. So um, I, I think it's it's level and, and just intelligence of knowing how to play
1: three-on-three. Three. Boy, there's got to be – so you must be spot on on that because it, it is incredible, the uh, the efficiency and success rate uh, that they have. And, and last but not least, you mentioned uh, Scott Sandlin and Brad Berry. I mean, they go back to their times at, at, at North Dakota under tutelage and, and whatnot, and this just shows you how old we're getting, Derek, and, and maybe even Brad now. Uh, Sandy's been there 20 Three. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my heavens, right, Brad! Yeah. I think I think that's an I think yeah. that's an uh, twenty three. Yep. My boy was four. <laughs> <laughs> my girls were two. Yeah, it's like Brad. Wow! I, mean, I, I bet you over the years, though, you know, with with Hack, uh, you know, making that jump that he did, and Brad, you and I and Derek, we've talked about this before about collegiate jumps right. to the to the NHL level uh, or or some other move that I gotta imagine that, that guys like Sandlin and Brad Barry, I mean, they just said they're such good coaches that opportunities have probably come, not only Brad's way, but but certainly Sandy's way over the years, right?
3: Yeah, well, one thing that's been interesting is uh, for the longest time, the NHL never really looked at college coaches. It was only, what, six, seven years ago when Dave Haxtell, or maybe eight, uh, yeah, now we're the years I'm forgetting, but it wasn't that long ago. Haxtell was the first guy in 30 years to go straight from college to the NHL. That's a good point. So. So they they hadn't really looked at these guys. And now I think last year when you see that two of the three Coach of the Year finalists, Jack Adams, were Dave Haxtell and Jim Montgomery, two of the guys that did it, um, maybe that's going to start opening up the door a little more for others to get uh, opportunities. But the opportunities generally just haven't really been there for college guys. I think that door is just being opened right now by the success of Dave Haxtell, uh, Jim Montgomery.
1: And one would argue, Brad, that uh, who's to say You know, the grass and everything else is always greener at the NHL as it would be as a head coach at North Dakota that has a beautiful rink, a great community, fan support, all of that success, or what scott Scott in Duluth? Who's to say that grass is technically always greener at the next level, right?
3: Well, it's up to everyone's own uh, what they want to do. Are you going to get paid a lot more money? Yes. Um, are you probably going to have more time off in the summer? Uh, Yes. Uh, you know, you're not going and scouting the select 15 festival. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, during the week, it's a grind. You're on the road a lot. There there are, uh, I'm guessing you will find most coaches will take the jump, but I'm guessing you will also find guys like, uh, I'm sure Jerry York had opportunities to go and did not. I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Parker did. Um, there, there are some guys that, uh, Maybe are are you know enjoy the college thing. You know Mike Shustevsky stayed at Duke forever. He could have gone. Um, so I, I guess it's up to everyone's own uh, what they want to do with life.
1: Good stuff. Uh, Brad Schlossman joining us today. Uh, Duluth is the is the place you'll have uh, uh, UND hockey on our uh, sister station at KFGO. You got, you've been to Duluth so many times, Brad. I mean, is there a go to place for you, like a, like a sandwich place or a restaurant, or you know, I mean. What do you think?
3: Well, I've got Pizza Luce on my list uh, yeah, this there you weekend. Oh. Uh, you know, obviously Sammy's is a, a pretty uh, legendary place as well. So, um, Do I'll you go to Grandma's just people. because
2: it's Grandma's? I mean, you know, we had one in Fargo for a while, but it's no longer I, here. I,
3: I don't. Uh, I've actually – I don't think I've ever been to the Duluth Grandma's. Maybe once.
1: Hmm. I I can't even remember. I'll tell you so. one thing about Pizza Luce. Is that uh, I get my no sauce there? I ordered one, I don't know, years ago when we were playing the Saints and the baseball. Yeah. And I must have accidentally signed up for something because I've never known a place to, to throw more texts and emails. <laughs> they <laughs> I mean, got special. If you want the special bread, hey, bear with me. I can go through my Android and, and I'm sure I've got a message in there. <laughs> <laughs> but it is good pizza. Even the no sauce you could sleep on. It's like a sleeping bag of cheese. <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. No, man. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. Just thinking about yeah. it. Oh, Why do we talk about food and lunch when we haven't right, had lunch the, yet? During the noon hour, too. We, we do this to ourselves every time, oh. Brad. Hey. Oh,
3: yeah. That's. Uh, I'm looking now, now. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to
1: get there. <laughs> Safe <laughs> travels, buddy, Brad. You're you just knocking out of the park every time we call. Thanks, buddy, and uh, good luck to North Dakota uh, this week in Induluz. We'll uh, we'll hear it on the radio.
3: Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you, Brad Schlossman, uh, joining us. He covers uh, North Dakota, and uh, he covers it as well as. It can be covered. Yeah.
2: Well, there's no question about that. And what a treat. Well, he's, we've been talking to him about as long as Scott Sandlin's been in UMD, right? And he still seems like just a young man to me, which he is. I
1: I just saw that we're, Scott's been there 23 years. And I just remember back in my rock days when I was doing more, I think we had Sandy on on shows and he might have been, I don't even know if he was, but it just, 23 years has flown. Yeah. No, it oh, really Brad. has. And I love it because he and Brad Barry, obviously these two guys, they just know each other. They There's respect. There's mutual respect. I love North Dakota and Duluth. This matchup, Derek, yep. it, just, it just, it's, it's well, just, it's. it was a big deal when Scott
2: left Dean Blaze's staff. I remember that. Right? I mean, that was, well, wow, okay. And then, you know, well, you're actually not going to wear the Kelly and Green, but it's worked out for him. A few national championships here. He's, yeah, and it's just, it's really made this conference even better. Nice guy, too. I met him at the Target Center back when they had the NCHC fr- frozen face off there a few years ago, and, even, and pretty down-to-earth,
1: for even sure. Even your, like, perceived most hard-nosed hockey coach, you bump into him in 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 civilian situations or whatnot, some of the g- greatest guys to sit down and chat with, right? You think, oh, that guy's not approachable, and then you think, oh, yeah, 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 yeah great guy. You just
2: described Dean Blaze to a I, tee right, there. I mean, right? Yeah, they? I mean, great guy when you're chatting with him, but I have a cousin who played for Monroe, Yeah. Intensity before a
1: game would be, uh, <laughs> you could cut it with a knife, right? And, and, and Brad Berry, I could hang out with Brad Berry 24 yeah. 7. That's, that's sure. a, you know, the kind of guy he is. Derek, to say that we are busy on our properties Ooh. is an understatement. Uh, certainly, beginning tonight, uh, not only uh, you've got actually, we've got NFL football tonight. Week 10 begins tonight. The Panthers at the Chicago Bears. Can we say this while we're on the fan? And yeah. it's been a nice
2: compliment, you know. Yeah, prime. Turn down the sound. Just listen to me let's, do a little high school football let's, let's because I, I think my game might be more entertaining. I think than it that
1: will be too. And what Derek's getting at is uh, is our coverage tonight of two a uh, state quarterfinals. Uh, Barnesville is taking on Osagas in Alexandria, and Derek literally is. You're going to hear the the bumper end and comment coming up, and Derek literally will be on the road immediately after that. I will the, say
2: this: I was you know pretty down the road. I have friends. I have a young man who. Uh, Jared Stets, who I know of, family friends of, I played for Pelican last week. Yep. So I try to be a little bit down the middle, you know. Sure, as you should. I'm not quite to be as Paul Allen like, but you know, I mean, well, the, the touchdown fact, Trojans might the, be a little bit more of an that, octave.
1: The fact that you're wearing more pimple, purple than Prince ever wore yeah. uh, today. And I'm oh just yeah, saying, I, yeah, I
2: got the grimace look going. I for like sure. that. I yeah. love
1: that yeah. that 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 hoodie you got. On. And then when that's uh, over and done uh, tomorrow, we got a four pack: Bob yeah. Roars, myself, you. Uh, uh, Fargo Dome, and, and our coverage begins at eight forty-five. And, and as Doug Lear, uh, thank you, Doug, for being on today. Uh, said just lock in the fan tomorrow, and when you're on the ball, just take us with you wherever you go. at UND football for the weekend, hockey, you got it right here and on our brother station KFGL. Comments next on the fan. Let me tell you about one oak place. I've got.